0: thank you for listening to this podcast presented by compassion church for more information on service times and location please visit compassiondanville.com now let's enjoy this week's message don't sit down yet don't sit down yet because y'all, y'all were getting ready too, weren't you because I have not slept a wink. And I didn't come here today to deliver a really sweet message about, is God good? He is good. But let me tell you something. I came here today to make you very uncomfortable. Because one of my friends told me that uh, she told somebody that they were coming to this church, and the guy said, You go to that church, don't you know that Jackie preaches sometime? Huh. And I said, Well, ain't that funny? You go back and tell him, Sugar, hell lost another one. I am free. Go on and tell him that. And so are you. And so are you. So I didn't come here today to preach to you about a really sweet God, although he can be. I came here today to talk to you about a God that I hope and pray shakes your gizzard. That's a word my mama used to use. I hope he shakes your gizzard right out because some of us have gotten very comfortable. Some of us have gotten very apathetic. Some of us have forgotten who they are, me being one of them, right? So Jeff asked me today to preach about something that the church is missing, And I thought it was we were going to preach about pain and sorrow. And I'm about tired of preaching about that, aren't you? I'm about tired of hearing about it because my God has done great things. My God died on a cross to take those things away from us. Amen. And so Wednesday night, shame on you if you're not coming on Wednesday night. Shame on you. I had a conversation with Travis Maddox. Maybe you know him. And what he said was, Jackie, sometimes I just don't get it. And I said, that's okay, Travis. Sometimes I don't get it either. Do you get it all the time? Nope. And so the pain and the sorrow and all of that went away. And God took me to this passage of scripture. You know, I can work out all the time and I can do all the things. I can run and I can lift. But if I hear Jeff Lynch say to me one more time, you can't outrun your fork Just like you, you can read your little devotions, and you can have the best of intentions, and you can have your plan for the day, but something's missing, amen? Something is missing, and I think that's where we are so vulnerable to the attacks. I think that's where we fall short, and I think that's where we just don't get it, amen? So God took me to this passage of scripture, and I think that's where we need to stand for the word of the Lord. Romans 12, 9 through 18. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble And keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Church, what I came to tell you today is we've got to renew our minds. That's the missing step. I need you to fist bump somebody and say, renew your minds, and then you can sit down. (laughs) Hey, y'all, can I tell you something? I'm guilty of it and have been guilty of it for a while. We get stuck in our yuck. Say that. We get stuck in our yuck. The pain and the grief and the struggle and the loss and the negative, ah, it becomes our identity. No longer are we the child of God, right? The redeemed, the saved, the freed, the restored, the fulfilled. No, we somehow forget about that. And somehow we take on the identity of what has happened to us. The grieving woman the struggling family, the man that has lost so much, and we just get stuck right there. And everything we do and say, everything that we are, gets run through that lens. Everything. When in reality, everything should be run through the lens of Jesus Christ. But to renew our minds, it's going to take some work. So here we go. Can I tell you that love is an action word? Don't just pretend to love others. Really love others. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with a genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. If you go back through that passage of scripture, here's what you're going to find. There have been many times in my life when I have casually thrown around that word love. And I bet you have too. Many times. My mama used to say to me and Jeff, good God. Y'all throw around that love too many times. You throw around that word, I love you, I love you too, I love you. You say it too many times. I'm sure that I have probably found out the definition of love throughout the years, but for the life of me, I can't tell you when it was. But I can testify to you today that in 2022, I found out what the real definition of the word love is. There's no doubt in my mind what it looks like. Real earthly love looks a lot like these pictures that I'd like for you to see. Go ahead. I know they're going to put it up there. I just believe. <laughs> See, it's not really the flowers and the butterflies and the gaudy jewelry that we pray as women that will get this rock that we can't even stand up straight. Real love looks like this it's being there when people need you the most. It's doing whatever they need to have done. It's sacrifice. It's putting them first. It's keeping the promises that you make to keep them safe, to keep them comfortable. It's honoring their life. See, you young folks, you single folks out there, Don't look for the one that's going to give you all the material things. Anybody can do that for you. You can do that for yourself. Look for the one that's going to be there no matter what. That's genuine. That's honor. You see, I could have gotten wrapped up in the fact that I hate dementia. And if I'm honest... I do. And I hated seeing my mama, the strongest woman I have ever known, turn completely dependent on us. And believe me, I hated that too. And I hated what the disease did to her mind and her body and her spirit. And I hated that I felt like that I was trapped in our house 24 seven. As her caregiver. I never wanted to be that. And then I hated the fact that I felt that way. I hated that my brother got dropped off at the hospital to die by himself. And then I hated that I wanted to be with him so badly. We were so much alike and then we were so different. And then I hated that that was how our story was going to end. I hated the things that he said, and then I hated that our time was cut off too short. I could concentrate on all those things that I hate, and it would be human nature to do so, and I did. And you would have freely given me a get-out-of-jail-free card to never live my life again, and in some ways you did. If I wanted it, and I could do the same for you, If you wanted it, with all the stuff that you've been through, with every excuse that you have, you could gladly get that. Poor Jackie. Poor you. But God. But God. We tend to put a period where God puts a comma. Because I am a child of God. I can only do that for so long. Because of God, I get to look at those pictures and remember the times that our family went through that and say, thank you, Lord. Because of God, today I can say, my family pulled together and took the best care of my mama that we could along with hospice and friends And if I had the chance to do it all over again, there's nothing I would change. I had the chance to talk to my mama every day about a whole lot of stuff and about a whole lot of stuff I didn't want to know about, Jeff. And we laughed and we cried. And I found out that all she really cared about was, was I a good mama? Yes, mama, you were the best. And y'all, she accepted Jesus In that time, my husband, my kids, and my grandbabies all honored and loved her so much. And she kept saying to us, I have the best life here. When it came time to go to my brother, I wrapped all of the love from that experience and took it to him. He was not going to die by himself. We had the chance there while we were there to witness to my nephew and my sister-in-law and seeds were sown. I found out that I really, really loved my brother unconditionally. All that hate that I thought I had, I didn't have it at all. Thank you, Lord. I got the chance to love my brother and my mama just like Jesus loves me and I'm truly thankful for that time. How in the world am I gonna sit in all of that and be bitter and sad and frustrated about any of it? I had the chance to have the mama of a lifetime, a pretty awesome brother, and I proved to myself that I could do some pretty hard things. The best part of all that was I was never alone. I had family and friends, that walked with me every step of the way. I learned so much, guys. I am more sympathetic and empathetic. I am not who I was before all of that. And even today, as we walk the journey with Brad and Allie through the loss of our granddaughter, all of that changes who we are. For the better, if you let it. If you let God into the situations. You realize how precious life is, how special people are. You don't take them for granted. You don't hurt people just because you can. You honor people because they really are doing the best that they can. You speak Jesus. You speak Jesus everywhere, every day. all the time. Today, you guys, you breast cancer survivors, you guys that are still battling, we honor you. God bless you. You guys that are every day trying to stay clean and sober and putting your best effort into that. You are my hero. You guys that have lost so much and the void is so much that every day all you can do is put one foot in front of the other. Keep going. Keep pushing. All of us have been through situations and hurts and challenges and grief and pain. But here's my question. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to sit in it? Is it going to be your identity? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to claim that? Or will you help someone along that same path? Will you show them the pitfalls to look out for? Will you guide them along the way? Will you navigate them through the yellow lights? Will you lead them to Jesus? Or will they just have to go on their own? Serve is also an action word. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Pray that God will bless them. I don't know about y'all, but the word nap was a four-letter word in my household. When I heard my mama's car come in that driveway, I promise you, I was up pretending like I was doing something, let me tell you. I have been accused of many things, and I have probably, uh, I'm probably uh, half of the things that you've heard, but lazy, that is not one of them. If somebody tells you I'm lazy, they're a liar, Serving enthusiastically, now that might need some work on my part. Ask me if I'm excited about this Dominican Republic trip. No, I am not. I am not. Because it's unknown, and I can't even drink the water. I don't know how to do this. But when I get there, I will work my tail off. I'm not not scared of work. Many years ago, my children and I worked our butts off at this thing called Impact Danville, which is where I'm at. Jeff Lynch. See, it was a week long uh, missions thing here in Danville. And my kids and I were so proud to do that. And so my kids would come back and they would tell me about cockroach infestations. They would tell me about being on very, very high roofs and very, very tight places. Can I just tell you that I was so proud as a mama to hear about the things that they were doing to serve other people? Can I also tell you about a time when I was in a very, very small crawl space under a house and they told me that I was waterproofing it and I didn't mind that. And so a guy from God's pit crew, I will not name his name because I'm not sure of his salvation, thought it would be funny to drop a rubber snake through the hole in the floor down to where I was waterproofing this basement. Can I just tell you that I came out of the hole in the basement, I was praising, but it wasn't the Lord. It was enthusiastically, but it wasn't the Lord. They all got a kick out of it, I am sure. What am I trying to tell you? You'll do things that you never dreamed of when you see people in need. Am I always patient? Not even close. But I think that I'm better than I used to be. And you can take my word for that. You don't have to ask Jeff Lynch, just take my word for it. I've come to appreciate the process of things. Instant gratification used to be so good to me. But now, when you can look back and see the process of things, little victories along the way are pretty doggone good. When you can look back and connect the dots and see all along that God carried you, it is pretty fantastic. So, the option to sit and do nothing when Jesus is Lord and Savior of your life is simply not an option at all. If you are his kid, your hands and your feet are simply not yours anymore. They are his. That void you might have felt before has now been filled because you put yourself, you put others before yourself. You are overflowing with joy, not because of what you have, but because of what you have seen God do in other people's lives. Even better if He's let you play a small part in it. There is a confidence in Him that radiates from you. You are sure that there is a God in heaven and that he knows your name. You are sure that you walk with him and that you talk with him. And you are sure, Jeff Lynch, that if he comes in here giving everybody high fives, that you are going to get that when he comes face to face with you. So when you get that feeling, that urge, that nudge to help, even when the world tells you no, do it anyway. And you pray that the people are blessed. You don't question the motives. You don't give with stipulations. You don't do it with the understanding that you will ever be repaid. You just do it because it's been done for you. That's it. You know what it feels to have been lost and to have been found. And there's no greater joy than to serve other people. Community is also an action word. I saw that at the bowling alley yesterday. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Do not be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and do not think that you know it all. The minute you do, you find out you don't. Amen? Community is a big word for some of us. If you are looking through the lenses of grief and loss and hurt, those lenses are dirty. You can't see through them. They are dark and they are scratched up. And you probably can't see anything but shadows. Not faces, really, just shapes of people. You don't see who people are or what they could be in your life. You just can't. So you give up. But if you let God... If you let God, those lenses get all cleared up. And let me tell you what you see. The hand that looked like it's coming to you to hurt you was actually somebody coming to try to hold your hand to walk you through this journey. What looked like someone scary was actually someone you didn't even know who saw that post on Facebook that says, Me too, can I walk this with you? What you thought were people talking about you We're actually people talking, can we help get that meal train with her? Can we maybe tell her how brave they are? Can we see how we can help them even more? Can we reach out to see what they really need? Just yesterday in a small group, there was a beautiful girl that I wanted to get to know better. I had the opportunity to sit and talk with her. And now I know how to be a better friend to her and she knows how to pray for me. And wouldn't you know, our stories are very similar. On Wednesday night, I don't know where y'all are on Wednesday night. I don't know where you are, but you surely are missing it. Chris Child said to us, break into groups. How are we ever going to be a church that's united if you don't know me and I don't know you and you don't know what I'm going through and I don't know what you're going through and we can't specifically pray for each other? It was a beautiful thing on Wednesday night, and he's right. It matters. In that passage of scripture, it mentions harmony. Listen, y'all, I got about three notes I can hit on a regular basis when the music comes on, and I can hit them real good. And I sing with Jeff in the car, and he's got a range that makes me sick. And I like to turn on the, the vents in the car, you know, the, the air condition. And I like it to blow my hair like Beyonce. And I even do the little thing, the little hand. And I like to do it. I like to practice it. And I do it by myself in the car. But when somebody is looking at me, I end my rehearsal real quick because I'm like, I it rude? Why are you looking in on what I'm doing? Melody is also a word that I know. That just means I sing the notes I hear. See, I can copy what somebody else is doing. You understand what I'm saying? I can copy what I see you doing. I can copy the notes that I hear somebody else sing. But harmony, that's a whole nother issue. That's going out on your own. That's finding the notes that are complementary to the ones that you are singing. That makes the song better. Or if you're Jeff Lynch... That makes the song more better. I wish you guys could have been here on Wednesday night. I don't know where you are. Jennifer started singing, and then Christy comes in with this harmony, and it just took my breath away. It was almost too much, y'all. Those are the examples that you're missing when you're not here. Not everybody is alike. We are all different with all these experiences, all the growing up or all the raisins that we have. Some of you were brought up in church, some of you were not. That, my friends, is harmony. The melody is we all have the same Father. When we all accept what Jesus did for us, when we're all saved, when we all have received salvation, that's called a melody. When we start to use our gifts and talents for the kingdom of God, that's called a harmony. You can't do what I can do, and I surely can't do what you can do. If you're asking me to do math to save your soul, you better call your mama and tell her you had a good life because you're going to die. But if you need some encouragement, if you need a cheerleader, come to me. I've got you. It's the harmonies of this Christianity that make us appealing to non-believers. Those that don't know Jesus see us and our gifts and talents, and they want to know who we believe in. Here's my question. Are you pretending? Are you isolating? Are you lazy? Are you just lip syncing the music of this life? Are you really loving people? Are you serving them? Are you in a body of believers? And are you using your gifts that God gave you to bless others? Listen, I I know that life gets in the way sometimes. I get it. So let's go for a little application. It does take work to stay in the fight. Number one, every day of your life, you have to ask the Lord to get your mind right before your feet ever hit the floor. Amen? Before one negative thought can even get in that brain of yours, before you can remember that you are still mad before the night before, before you can even comprehend that your husband is sucking in the blinds with that snore of his, just breathe. Just realize that he's given you another day. Another day to get it right. And seriously, thank him for waking you up, for renewing your mind. If you are in a small group, if you have best friends, if you have anybody in your life that's pulling for you, shoot them a text. Let them know. Because I promise you, whatever you sow, you get back. Number two, you better believe that Satan has a plan that has your name all over it. See, the thing that's going to get you, the bait that's going to snag you is not the bait that's going to get me, not even close. Satan is smart and he has studied you well and you are no match for him. We love to say, I wish he would bring it. You better watch your mouth. You are not God, but you better believe who is and you better tuck in right behind him So my suggestion to you is refer back to number one and realize you are in the passenger seat. You are not the driver. Number three, my daddy told me real clear that the world, in fact, does not revolve around me. Who knew? You are not that important. At the end of the day, this life is not about you. (laughs) It's about you serving other people. When you lay your head on the pillow at night, what did you do to serve anybody else to make their day better? If you did not do anything with the life experiences that you have been through, with the wisdom and the clarity and the perspective that you now have through Christ, from going through all that you've been through, you better think about your life. Number four, you are a child of God. You better start acting like it. You better start talking like it. You better start posting on Facebook like you know him. You better start watching those pictures that you're taking. And you better stop posting those videos that you're posting. Some of you all social media looks a little bipolar, One post is clearly about the worldly you, and then the next one is about Jesus. And then the third one is, I wish you would believe this, and then the next one is about God. And then the next one is clearly like, y'all pray for me, Jesus knows the request. And then the next one is about the worldly you. I'm a believer, and I don't even know what you believe. How in the world does anybody that's lost know what you believe? You better get it straight. Your testimony is everything you say, it's everything you post, it's everything you wear, it's everywhere you go. Everybody you hang with, it's everything. You better watch it. Number five, for goodness sakes, we are never going to arrive this side of heaven, ever So all of us have to rinse and repeat on a daily basis. So refer back to one through four every day, every day. (laughs) I know that the Hope Center, the girls anyway, I don't know if the guys, I'm not going to pretend that I do, have this thing where they put on the armor of God every day. Fantastic. But God talks to me a little bit different. He has to bless him. So Travis, God talks to us a little different. And so I've prayed for you all week. So I believe God has to talk to you a little different too. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com.